Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Her Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaysen Schultz. And if you are new here, this show is all about pursuing gospel-centered rhythms for your everyday mom life. So if you are looking for someone to come alongside you, if you're looking for a community to join, a movement of mamas who are pursuing more for motherhood that aligns with the gospel and what scripture says, then you're in the right place. Episodes release every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we are in the middle of a back-to-school series, so it's totally fine if this is the first episode you're listening to ever for the first time ever, because we're going to be talking about mindset, and mindset is truly the foundation for everything, right? Like in this back-to-school series, we've talked about routines. Okay, how do we do that? How can we do that step-by-step, set these realistic routines for back-to-school so that we can feel more ease and flow in our everyday life, these transitions that we're going through. And then we talked about prepping. Okay, what does that mean? How do I do it? Why should I do it? We talked about practically things that you can prep the night before in order to set yourself up for success the next morning. So if you want to go back and listen to those, you can. But I'm so glad that you're here for this episode because we're going to be talking about one of my very favorite things, which is mindset. Managing your mindset, managing your emotions, because sometimes those things can feel heavy. They can start to feel overwhelming. And so we're going to walk together today through how to manage that and why it matters, why it's important. So keep doing whatever it is you're doing. We're going to dive right in. Hey mama, welcome to Her Pursuit, where we simplify time management and uncomplicate productivity all while finding ourselves again in mom life. Does juggling all the things leave you feeling exhausted and burned out? Do you want more balance between mom life and time for yourself and wish you could just get it together? Motherhood can be overwhelming and isolating. And while creating routines and managing your time is hard, it's not complicated and you don't have to do it alone. My mission is to help you find yourself again and create simple routines, all while growing in your faith. I'm Kaysen and I've been there. I completely lost myself when I became a mom and everything felt like one big hot mess. But through simple baby steps and mindset shifts, I began to reclaim my time, energy, thoughts, and ultimately my life. If you're ready to trade chaos for calm and take tiny steps of action, then you're in the right place. You're about to step into the woman and mama God has called you to be, friend, and finally live in freedom with confidence. That girl is inside of you, and we're going to find her together through her pursuit. Okay, one of my favorite things, managing our thoughts, managing our mindset. How can we do that through big life transitions? Back to school is a big transition. It's huge. Whether your child is going to school for the first time ever, whether you are homeschooling for the first time ever, it's a big deal. It's a big life shift. And so there can be thoughts, there can be emotions that pop up. So we want to make sure we're managing those things in a healthy way. Sometimes the new school year brings out these emotions in us that we may not even realize. We not may not know where they're coming from. It may seem so like random and and we can't always see like it's sometimes easier to zoom out or if someone else is looking at our lives or if we're looking at someone else's lives it's easy for us to say oh you know that's really hard or that's really heavy that's really big that's a big deal i think we are so often like we've been conditioned to just say i'm fine it's fine or it's not a big deal just like minimizing things and sometimes we really do experience big life shifts big things that can trigger big emotions. And so how can we cope? How can we process through our thoughts and emotions in a healthy way? Some of you are sending your baby to school for the first time ever, like maybe pre-K or kindergarten or a half-day program. 
maybe you like me get emotional regardless of the grade that they're going to because it's just this like big fat reminder that your baby's getting older and time is passing by and it's slipping through your fingers and it's okay. Like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel attention with letting go because it's normal to want to protect them from everything all the time. And when they leave you, there's a loss of control. And, you know, that's one of the many things that can be triggering for us. So whatever you're walking through emotionally, I just want to say I've been in a very emotional spot myself these past couple weeks, like so many tears, lots of emotions. And I have to remind myself, this is normal. This is okay. And you need space to process these things. You need space to let these things out. And on Thursday, I'm going to be giving you tangible things that you can do. I don't know about you, but whenever I feel emotionally drained or emotionally charged, I either want to, you know, zone out. I want to numb through my phone watching TV. I just want to stay busy. Like I want to go, go, go and do, do, do. I do not want to slow down. I don't want to stop. I don't want to be still because when we start to be still, these emotions that we're trying to suppress, that we're trying to shove down as far as we can and just ignore them and act like they're not there, we're faced with what's really there, right? Like we can try and pretend like everything's fine, tell ourselves we're fine, ignore whatever it is we're feeling or emotions that may be trying to pop up. And, you know, it's got it's almost like this flashing light that's going off, but we're trying to like unplug it. Like, no, this is not happening. I'm not going to acknowledge this thing or this feeling. And so we ignore it, but whenever we sit still, those things start to rise in us. And I don't know about you, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I start to feel like I'll have a physical response sometimes, and that is uncomfortable. And so our body's like built-in defense mechanism is to just keep us busy, keep us going, ignore it, act like it's not there, because it's not pleasant to sit with unpleasant feelings. Like I don't think anybody wakes up and they're like, oh, I really want to cry today for like as long as possible, or I want to sit in this sadness or this heartbreak or, you know, these, I wouldn't say negative emotions, but the things that we typically think of as negative emotions, like they don't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be angry and frustrated or heartbroken. You know, we don't typically run into those emotions and just let them be. We are really good at self-preservation and protecting ourselves And when you experience those emotions, it's just not pleasant. It's not fun. And so by default, we just don't think, you know, I really want to get still because I want to sit with what may be under the surface. And some of this is going to, some of y'all are going to be like, this is too far out there. What is the girl talking about? She is crazy. But it is, it's literally true. Like it's so true. And this may be your first time ever hearing it, like I said. But once you can understand this and you kind of, can master stillness and being and getting better at managing your emotions, then you learn how to process through them. And it's not like you're this bottle of Coke that's been shaken up that like, if you were to take that top off, it's just going to explode. You don't feel like that as much as often anymore. There are a lot of things and that, and that is probably why a lot of us feel overwhelmed. I know for me, it was, it's just because I was trying to pretend that my life and that I felt a, a, a way that I didn't. It wasn't reality. And so when those two things are so disconnected, how you're showing up in the world or what you're pretending to be versus what's under the surface and what you're really feeling, that causes physical 
response is. Like it causes you to be reactive. It causes stress. It causes like anxiety will manifest itself. And you can feel anxiety and stress because of the disconnect in who you want to be, what you want life to be, or what you're pretending that it is versus your reality. And so that's one of the things that I'm so passionate about is like helping us bring those two together and bridging that gap between reality and being able to just sit authentically as who we are and being genuine and not having to pretend that everything is perfect and everything's great and everything's fine all the time. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being happy or being joyful. You know, those things are, we have joy in the Lord. We have true peace, true joy. And we should feel those things. We should experience those things, but we live in a broken world and broken bodies that also experience broken emotions. And it just is what it is. And I think whenever we we do ourselves a huge disservice when we just pretend and try to just like muster through and press on, that is so unhealthy. And it, it can lead to an emotional breakdown. I mean, I've shared about my story before. And a big part of that for me was years and years of just, you know, pretending I'm fine and telling people I'm fine, telling myself I'm fine. When it's like, you're really not fine. This or these things under the surface are bothering you every single day, but you are not consciously aware of them. So when we're talking about managing thoughts and emotions, these things are going to be done most effectively from a place of being still. Stillness, pausing, being, and it's literally the hardest thing to do. I'm not going to sit here and act like that it's easy. I'm not going to act like that. It's like your natural inclination to just sit with it. But it's necessary sometimes So the challenge for this week is really going to be to get into stillness and see what comes up. Like, I just want you to sit and be. How do you feel? How does your body feel? Are you tense anywhere? What do your thoughts circle around? Or maybe during the day you're noticing like these repetitive thoughts or these repetitive like worries. Just sit and just be. Be still. Be quiet. And I know that it sounds super unrealistic as a busy mama. Trust me, because I'm in this with you. Mine are seven, four, and two. And like I said, I've been doing this regularly for at least two years now. So at the time, they would have been like two and five and a newborn. Finding stillness and silence is a choice. And we all have the time Now, it may not look how you want it to look. It may not feel how you think it should feel. But I just want you to try to do this for five minutes a day. Not every day, you know, a couple days this week. Not every single day. Not for 30 minutes. Not for an hour. Just a couple minutes. A quick body scan. Quick check-in. Some deep breaths maybe. You know, I've already told you I do this in the bathroom. (laughs) It's a great kind of random, strange place to reset. Take some deep breaths. Standing, sitting, whatever. If you're able to do this outside, if you're able to do it on your bed, on the floor, wherever, like sitting in your car after the baby's falling, has, you know, fallen asleep, maybe they fell asleep in the car, maybe they're taking a nap in the car, just practicing being still. Not, what we're not going to do is fill the void with social media, texting, calling someone, calling your friend, calling your mom, anything else but being still because that is you trying to avoid the stillness. My husband, he's like, I can't. he'll walk into the house. And this was back whenever like all the kids were in school. He would walk in and I would be working on something and it would be totally silent. And he would be like, do you want me to turn on some music? Like you want the TV on? Are you good? And I was like, this is actually so nice. But I think a lot of times we are so uncomfortable in the quiet and in the stillness because it is almost as if you're holding a mirror up in front of yourself and saying, This is you. This is your life. This is reality. And that can sometimes be a very 
hard thing to look at, honestly. It's not always fun. It does not always feel good. Because when I was in such a dark place, I didn't really like who I was. I didn't like how I was showing up in the world. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like the things that I was doing. I didn't like the things I was thinking. And, you know, then you're faced with this decision of, okay, what are you going to do about it? So as you're sitting and as you're thinking through these emotions and as you're letting them just be, and maybe you find that you feel like you need to cry. I don't know that I've ever shared this before on the podcast. I've talked with different friends about it, but there was a period of time, I believe it was about a year, maybe, maybe longer, maybe shorter, but it was about a year that I had no emotional response. Like I did not cry at all. I remember feeling like I wanted to cry. I needed to cry. Like, oh, I probably need to cry. That would probably feel better. But it was just like, no, tears would not come. It was like Cameron Diaz on the holiday. Do you remember that? She's like sitting there like, like straining, trying to make tears come out and they just won't fall. And that's the place that I was in. And it's a really weird place to be. And now I feel like I'm kind of more emotionally connected. So I will feel whenever emotions are starting starting to build in my body and I'll know like, okay, I need a, an emotional release and I make time and space for that to happen. And I know that sounds so weird. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds strange. And that's not gonna be for everybody. Everybody is does not process through emotions um, like it, through crying or different things like that. I have a friend who the way that she closes her stress cycle often is through exercise and different like movements. But the important part, the important thing is that we are actually completing that stress cycle. And I'll have to link to a book below. It is life changing. I'm telling you, you have to read this book. Oh my goodness. Obviously, as with anything that I recommend, please just like filter it through the lens of the gospel and faith and, you know, who God is and our identity in him and things like that. But I truly believe that there is so much science that backs up things from scripture and the scientists don't even know it. Like they are, they're not making that connection, the spiritual connection, but we can make that connection and we can filter things through the lens of our faith. So I'll link that below. It's a really good read. It's really interesting. And it's it's been so beneficial for me in my life. And it's going to help you with managing emotions and stress and anxiety and all those things. So that's the challenge. That's it for this week. We're going to get into stillness. We're going to see what comes up. We're not going to fill the void. We're just going to, if we feel like we need to cry, we're going to cry. If you feel like you need to punch something, punch into a pillow. If you feel like you need to scream, scream into a pillow or walk into the backyard or, you know, not if you have neighbors right across the street, but whatever you need to do to express that in a healthy way, it's not weird. It's not strange. It's weird and strange to act like it's not happening and that it's not something that needs to be released. That to me is what is weird and strange. And I know that like I'm one of those people who would have fallen into the category of like, what is this girl talking about? She means like she actually sits and she actually like will just be still and she will actually cry if she needs to cry or like go run or go punch something like what is happening? But I I don't know. Now I feel totally different about it. I feel like that is actually normal because it's a normal body, like it's a normal response. It's something that we should be doing. We should be completing that stress cycle. Otherwise, it's continuing to build and build and build. And it's not normal. It's not healthy. It's not natural for us to pretend like we're not sad, like we're not upset, like we're not, you know, disappointed or angry or frustrated or whatever else it is that you may be feeling. So just kind of 
take inventory on your mindset and your beliefs about like, do you feel like this is really weird? Do you feel like it's normal? Is it not normal? And where do you fall, you know, on that scale? Are you someone who manages your emotions and your thoughts regularly? Are you doing that in a healthy way? Are you doing that in an unhealthy way? Um, I've shared before about other unhealthy ways that I've coped. I've definitely talked about how social media has been one of those. My phone, um, emotional eating to a degree, uh, Netflix and shows like that. And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with enjoying a treat or watching a, a good show on Netflix or binging a show on Netflix. But when it's your coping mechanism, when you're doing it to an unhealthy degree, For me, those are red flags that I have to say, okay, what is it that I'm avoiding? What is it that I'm running so far away from and so hard from that I can't just sit and face that thing? That's what I want to encourage you to be able to do. That's what I hope with practice and with time you can get better at if you're not already doing that regularly. And so come back on Thursday because I'm going to give you five ways to practically do this. Like, what should you do instead? If you're like, okay, Kason, I actually am one of those people that turns to food. I am someone who like scrolls social media to numb out. I am someone who, you know, is coping in unhealthy ways. So what can I do? I'm go- we're going to pause right here. You're going to come back on Thursday and I'm going to share like to the point five things, five things that I do that I found to be helpful and have been really life-changing for me. And I hope that you can take one or two of these things and try them yourself this week as we are talking about managing our emotions, especially through big life transitions, okay? Things are going to come up through everyday life, but especially in seasons of huge transitions, we have to be so mindful and so intentional of what's really going on under the surface and what our emotions are trying to tell us. Okay, that's all for today, friend. If you haven't already, join us in the Facebook community. I'll link that below. You can tap and join us with a click of a button and we'll be back here on Thursday to talk about five ways you can actually manage your emotions in a healthy way. I'll see you then, friend. Before you go, if this show has encouraged or inspired you in any way, the number one way you can help me is to leave a written review, letting other moms know how this podcast is impacting your life and motherhood. Then send this episode to some mom friends. Thank you for joining me in the mission of spreading messages just like this one to moms around the world. If you're looking for a community of like-minded mamas to come alongside you, support, and encourage you, join our Facebook group by searching Her Pursuit or by clicking the link in the show notes. Come share with us what you're taking away from this episode, what stuck out to you. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me, and I'll see you next time, Mama.